Almost Famous with John Shea. Featuring local and independent musicians from the South Shore, Boston, and New England. On 95.9 WATD. Welcome to the almost famous Tiny Stage Hour, 95.9 WATD, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England, brought to you each week by Tiny and Sons Glass. I'm John Shea. If you're a local band or musician with original music you'd like to hear on the radio, simply reach out. Find all the contact information on the almost famous page at 95.9 WATD.com. Give me a follow tonight on Facebook and Instagram at Almost Famous Radio and subscribe to the podcast. You can find that by searching Almost Famous WATD on your favorite podcast app or over at almostfamousradio.com. So tonight I'm being joined on the tiny stage by Cape Cod singer-songwriter Allie Jason. How you doing? Good. How you doing? I am great. I like the voice already. This is going to be a fun night. Oh, thank you. <laughs> For those who don't know you, give yourself an introduction. Yeah, my name's Allie Jason. I'm currently residing in Hyannis, Cape Cod, Mass., Singer, songwriter, lifelong musician, blah, blah, blah. Write my own stuff, release my own stuff, and yeah, happy to be here. Fantastic. Share with us your website and any of the socials. Where can people find you tonight? Yes. I'm extremely active on Instagram. So that's at AllieJason underscore official. And my name is spelled A-L-L-I-E-J-A-S-O-N. And I have a website as well, AllieJasonMusic.com. I'm on Facebook, where I put all my events, and I'm basically all over the place. <laughs> That's great. And some recent music that was released into the world. Yes. My most recent single uh, was released in September of last year, called Best Thing That I Ever Did. It's like an indie, pop, lo-fi, chill track. And that I love it. Can, yeah, you can find that everywhere, so... <laughs> And then you've got a bunch of albums, or EPs, rather, that are on the uh, streaming services as well. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Those are a little bit older. I have an EP that I released when I was 18, or 19, called Wonderland. And then there's a couple albums, Recovery Level 1, Recovery Level 2. And that's when I really transitioned into the sort of indie pop vibe. And then another single that was released in 2020 called Beautifully Chaotic, co-written with Jimmy Thrasher from Muscle Shoals. So... Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Love it so far. And so we are sort of still in the early stages of 2023. So what does this year have in store for you musically so far? A lot of really good stuff. I I move so silently. I wish I could tell you, but trust me, there's some fun stuff going on. I'm excited. Excellent. <laughs> the best place to stay up to date is the socials. Instagram, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is about Instagram. I have so much fun on it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I keep everybody updated as much as I can. Fantastic. Um, yeah. Let's start off with some music. What are we starting the night off with? It's a unreleased track. It's something I have on SoundCloud, but it's uh, this is going to be acoustic version of it. It's called Some Kind of Love Song. Let's hear it. We have Allie Jason on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. It's all yours. All right. Cause you know there was some sorry 
You can ask anybody, they really don't mean a thing. Amazing. What a great way to start the night. Allie Jason on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. Talk about that song. How did that song happen? How did that song happen? Like all of my other songs happen, it's kind of like a, <laughs> I feel this emotion and then I open up GarageBand and then it kind of just happens. I like go into this haze and then I work on it until I feel like I'm at a good stopping point And then usually I don't know what it's about until I listen to it. And I'm like, oh, so that's how I feel. <laughs> Very cool. Love that. So let's go back in time. Talk to us about your earliest music memory. When did music first become part of your life? I grew up in a very creative family. My mother's a singer and my uncle is a singer and an actor. And my sister is an artist. She draws and paints and all that stuff. So I kind of grew up around music and I fell in love with the idea of me being a professional musician in elementary school. So When did it become more than just a hobby for you? So I used to perform with my mother and sometimes with my sister as well on the March of Dimes Telethon in Hyannis. My grandfather was a big part of the organization. So I was doing that, I think, in elementary school, middle school. And the first time I started actually writing music, I was in sixth grade and I was mad at a teacher and I wrote a song. Wow. (laughs) But I started guitar in first grade and I... I think I started a little before that. I just don't remember. I was so young. I think I had another teacher before school. But Now, does that teacher know that he has a song or she has a song written about them? I don't even remember who it was. Like <laughs> I remember being at an assembly just writing angry lyrics, and I was like, oh, well, guess I'm going to start writing music now. <laughs> so once you started those early performances at the, at the March of Dimes uh, telethon and writing lyrics about teachers, <laughs> what then changed about your confidence level? I don't know. It's just like something clicked. I mean, like I was a very insecure kid in school, like middle school's tough. It's it's hard. But I just found something that I fell in love with and helped me get through it. And I just I don't know. I latched on and I did my first opener was when I was 13. I think I was in eighth grade and I opened for Tripping Lily and played a few songs. I love them. They're so good. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about the Cape Cod music scene because you know it. we're obviously on the South Shore. We cover a lot of the you know the Boston area, the the South Shore scene, and and even some of the areas you know Metro West of of Massachusetts, but never really much on the Cape. What is the Cape Cod music scene like to you? Mm, I think it's actually a really beautiful community. I don't know if I'm just outside of any sort of like animosity or beef, but I feel like there isn't really. It's not like that. It's like we all support each other. Like Natalia Bonfini has this group where she would reach out to people and be like, hey, do you guys need a gig? This is open, like stuff like that. And usually like we have this Facebook group called Cape Cod Music and people post on there their shows or like if they're looking for band members or if they need someone to cover a date and then people hop in. And like it's it's really nice, actually. If somebody's looking for the place to go on the Cape to hear really cool original music, what would you recommend? Original music? It's one of those where you have mainly like cover music playing around and um, 
I don't know. I've been in the cover band circuit for like many years and you kind of just got to establish that and then sneak in originals when you can. Because it's a lot of like people want to go out and they want to hear what they know and they want to dance along and sing along to it. But original wise, I don't know why the music room is the thing that pops in my head just because they have. I've those, been there. Like, it's a cool spot. Yeah, they have like original. They have a lot of original bands. I'm sure they have bands that play covers as well, but it seems like there's a lot of that. Going and they have on that there. cool mix of of local and also some national bands passed through there as well. Yeah, they seem to. Yeah, they have like vocal competitions. I know there's one going on right now, but that's how I went there for the first time last year. I was in the Unsung Heroes. But how'd you do? How'd I do? I didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> I did my absolute best is what I did. I actually did a lot of um original stuff actually which i wasn't really sure what they wanted me to do i just did whatever i felt like doing and i lasted as long as i did nice but yeah it was a cool um experience for me like developing myself as like a solo artist it was really important so i'm grateful for it nice yeah so let's keep on going with your music what are we listening to next sure i thought i'd swing on back to an oldie (laughs) but goodie wonderland it's that single off of the ep Wonderland. <laughs> all right, well, let's hear it. We have Allie Jason on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. It's all yours. Nice. Allie Jason on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. Going deep into her catalog for that one. Talk about how that song happened. Real deep. Um, how did that one happen? Oh, should I tell the truth? <laughs> yeah, why not? Nobody listening but you and me. Okay, all right. Well, it is about psychedelics. I had a little phase when I was younger. But, 
you know, stars inside out, dancing around, blah, blah, blah. But it's just, you know, a nice little feel good thing. It's another song that came really quickly and wrote it in like five to 10 minutes. And it's when I was living with an ex and they were all hanging out like his family were hanging out by a fire in the backyard. And after I finished writing it, I ran down there and I was like, I wrote a new song. And then his dad's like, let me hear it. And so I just ended up playing it for them. And I don't know, it just, it became a thing. It's one of those songs that every time my mom would come to one of my shows, she's like, play Wonderland. And I'm like, mom, please. Like, <laughs> but I would. How does mom know what it's about? Mom knows what it's about. Actually, I was flashing back while I was playing this. So when I was 19 and we were discussing it, like, Ma, later in life, what would I say in interviews if they ask me? She's like, don't tell them the truth. <laughs> so I'm like, but what would I say? Well, I mean, I'm studying in school right now to become a recovery coach, addiction recovery coach. So like, it's all in the past, people. It's all in the past. Now I'm in a point in my life where I help people. Is that what the, the previous EP titles come from? Recovery level one and level two, kind of. It's, um, I kind of started writing... That, those songs right before quarantine hit and it was kind of like a once I went into isolation like that I started healing a lot so it kind of is um recovery is like a a call to that just everything I processed during the pandemic basically that's great we are chatting with Allie Jason on the tiny stage tonight 95.9 WATD we are coming up against our first break of the night so we have a lot more to chat about more songs to share as well stick around brought to you each week by Tiny and Sons Glass and now, back to Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. Welcome back to the Almost Famous Tiny Stage, 95.9 WATD, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England, brought to you each week by Tiny and Sons Glass. I'm John Shea, being joined tonight on the Tiny Stage by Allie Jason. How you doing? Good. How you doing? I'm great. Thank you so much for making this work. <laughs> Thank you for having me. So give yourself another introduction. Ah, uh, another introduction. Hey, I'm Allie Jason, 27 years old, almost 28, from Cape Cod, Mass, singer, songwriter, performer, all around human being. Hey. <laughs> Fantastic. And the uh, the website, the socials, anything like that? Yes. Um, AllieJasonMusic.com, A-L-L-I-E-J-A-S-O-N, music.com. Instagram, Allie Jason underscore official, spelled the same way. I got Facebook. I have Twitter, but I barely use it. And just, I have a, I have a couple TikToks. I got, I think my TikTok is Allie Jason underscore music or something like that. Very cool. Yeah, TikTok. <laughs> and a single that came out last year. You've got a bunch of EPs up there that go yeah, quite a few got, years back. Um, yeah, we got a lot of music all over. The new single, best thing that I ever did. Released September of 2022, and then we have um, the single before that, Beautifully Chaotic, released in 2020, and then Recovery Level 1 and Level 2, as well as Wonderland. You can find everywhere, all over the place. Fantastic. And I want to ask about that guitar, because that guitar is beautiful. Ask me about it. What, what do you want to know? Just tell me about it. <laughs> tell you about it? Um, I bought this guitar, shout out to Bruce McLean. <laughs> I bought it from Bruce McLean, my, uh, my music buddy. It's the first tiny guitar I've had since I was starting off playing guitar, but it's nice. It's got a good sound. Got it's got a, a monster feel. sound. It's beautiful. It yeah. sounds great. I love this thing. It is gorgeous. Trust me, it's beautiful. <laughs> Have you named it yet? No, I haven't. Maybe it'll come to me yeah. while I'm here. <laughs> but and I've been trying to think of who your voice reminds me of, and I think it finally hit me. Oh, who? Kind of has like a Chrissy Hind vibe. I've heard that a lot. <laughs> oh. I have heard that a lot. My <laughs> mom says that all the time, too. I hear that. Lady Gaga, Janis Joplin, just all that fun stuff. Very cool. Yeah. Well, let's get some firsthand experience. What are we listening to next? Next, I thought I would do the acoustic version I've worked out of Best Thing That I Ever Did. I've only played it a couple of times, but I thought, you know, to get it out there, because as, as I've said before, it's normally like a indie poppy, lo-fi, chill wave yes. type song. <laughs> but we worked out an acoustic thing so I could play it out. So, Well, let's hear it. We have Allie Jason live on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. It's all yours. Let's do it. Jumps over the moon for me to walk away. 
I know I'm surprised to really thought I'd stay But I was blinded by the illusion that everything was okay Deep down I knew I was just willing to suffocate Screaming me until there's nothing left for you to breathe Shaking by the thought of you just criticizing me I've gone over it a billion times awake and fast asleep You brought me too far off your grip But it's the best thing that I ever did It brought me too far off your grip But it's the best thing that I ever did Brought me too far off your grill It's the best thing that I ever did I find myself choking back the tears From all the late, late nights Breaking me down to nothing Just to prove that you're right Left for you to breathe Shaking by the thought of you And just criticizing me I've gone over it a billion times Awaking fast asleep You brought me too far off your grill But it's the best thing that I ever did You brought me too far off your grill But it's the best thing that I ever did Brought me too far off your grill It's the best thing that I ever did Oh, hush Now I worked it out Oh, hush Now I worked it out Oh, hush Now I worked it out Whoa, hush Now I worked it out Scream at me until there's nothing left for you to breathe Shaking by the thought of you just criticizing me I've gone over it a billion times Awake and fast asleep You brought me too far off your grave It's the best Very cool. Allie Jason on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. Talk about that song. How did that one happen? That one happened after a lovely little heartbreak. We all have them. We all love and hate them. No, we hate them, but they're, <laughs> they're good for growth, character development. That's, and, and song inspiration. Yeah, exactly. You know, without it, I wouldn't have had that song, and I really do like that song a lot. I think it's my best produced one so far. Speaking of how it's produced, that is very much a pop song yeah. on the streaming services. You just played a very acoustic version of that song. How did that song become what it is on the streaming services? That came to me in November, like towards the end of the month of 2021, in the middle of the night. And I <laughs> stayed up all night working on it until like 10.30 in the morning. I took a little drive to listen to it in the car. And I thought that was a good stopping point. And over the course of... Almost a year, I want to say, like less than a year, but I worked on it. It's the it's a song I gave the most love to and took time away to to wait out the ear fatigue, go back and like, I don't know. It's just um, 
it's the kind of style that I was doing for a while. And that one's kind of different than the other stuff, actually. So it's kind of just what popped out, I guess. <laughs> we talked a little while ago about your voice. And I'm curious to know, how did you find the voice that we're listening to tonight? Hmm. Over a lot of years, I had a lot of different vocal inspirations. Like the way I taught myself how to sing when I was younger, I would almost every single day just go into my room and sing along to my inspirations of the time and try as hard as I could to copy exactly what they were doing for years. And um, one big one then was Miley Cyrus. I loved Miley Cyrus. Not that I don't like her anymore, but she was really big on my um, me finding my belting voice, actually. She just inspired me to get there. And I think she's one of those artists, too, who came out at that time when it was almost kind of like a novelty mm. to hear her sing. And then over the years, she's kind of really developed an artistic style of her own. I think she's now one of the most respected musicians of the modern day generation. Yeah, and indefinitely well earned. <laughs> she yes. does a really good job. I like the different styles she's gone in and out of. And I don't know, like the, the current bringing back like the kind of rock style is like super cool. And even... And flowers, though, that's not as much rock, but that's also such a vibe. I and it's just a w- well-written song, too, which is, yeah. is like, just, that's a perfect song, in my opinion. Very well-written, very well-balanced. It is, honestly, it is. Like, I've had this argument with people, like, multiple people over the past month about bridges of songs, and she didn't have one in there, and I liked that, <laughs> because sometimes the song doesn't need to have a bridge. Like, not every song, yeah, in my like opinion, needs one. You know, it has to be done this way. And it's, yeah. the, it's the people who kind of break that formula that really mm-hmm. can say, hey, this, this it, it can be done that way, too. And it flowed well without it. it. It's exactly. kind of just make it however you feel like it should be. And that's how it will be. Back to your voice. When you were belting up Miley Cyrus in your bedroom, <laughs> as you've grown, how do you think your vocal style has evolved? You know, I noticed a pattern when I was younger that it got different every single year. Because I was always singing and I was always working on it. Once I hit high school, I did this band program at Mark's Music in Orleans for like a few years. And that also helped because then he was introducing me to Led Zeppelin and Red Hot Chili Peppers and just all this other stuff to develop my voice in different ways. I did like to sing along to men more than women, actually, which I think is what developed a lot of my lower register. (laughs) But it's just all the different things I've sang throughout the years. I've sang a bunch of different types of music, especially with my old band, The Walrus and the Carpenter. We would be all over the map music-wise, and I would just, it molded my voice into this really cool, like, unique me type of sound now. Tell me if this relates to you, because that's something I've noticed doing the, the show for the last decade or so, is that so many female musicians in particular almost seem like they're brought up needing to emulate female musicians. Yes. <laughs> and some of the best vocalists that I've had on the show have said, no, I'm going to emulate male musicians. Mm. Mm. Does that resonate with you? Yeah, I'm glad it's not just me. It's not even on purpose, but I had this talk with somebody last night, actually, where um, I feel like a lot of, well, I don't want to speak for everybody, but I'll say it in my perspective when I was younger. I felt like I needed to sound like Christina Aguilera to be a good female singer. I felt like I needed to be like Demi Lovato. I had to belt really high to be impressive. And I just, over the years, I stopped caring about that because I was like, no, I just want to do what I do and feel good about what I'm doing. And I don't need to reach past my limits to be a good performer and a good singer. And I think artists like Pink and Lady Gaga kind of helped break that mold in a way because they're also kind of i would put them in the category of belting really high you know i i always saw them as like these powerhouses and i'm like i realize you don't have to sing like ariana grande to be a powerhouse it's just your own vibe your own something to say you know absolutely yeah what advice would you give to an aspiring singer either male or female listening right now do you (laughs) like do what makes you happy, because what I've noticed in however long I've been playing out and around, it's if you're vibing with it, they'll vibe with it. it. With anything, not even just performing, it's just if you don't like it, don't do it that way, because <laughs> you want to take pride in what you do, especially if you love it. And it's more than just a machine. It's, I don't know, 
it's my soul. Let it be your soul. <laughs> you know, <laughs> absolutely makes perfect sense. That's the voice of Allie Jason on the tiny stage. Let's keep on going with the music. What are we listening to next? Um, I was thinking of rolling into a lower beat song called Paper and Felt. Let's hear it. All right. Allie Jason live on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. Go for it. Smoking cigarettes When the moonlight drives See the clear night sky The cars passing by And I wave goodbye Mind the world, my friend Just begin again It's okay Let's make a habit of it Suddenly You have a dream The subtlety Of make-believe But is it really that far Not at all It warned you now you feel it out anyway Until it's all over Is it ever really over? vibe talk about that song how did that one happen ellie jason 95.9 w-a-t-d um that actually also came out of um it wasn't specifically written about the situation per se but i got out of a really tough relationship breakup um and it was in like 2019 and so many songs just flowed right out of me after that. Like, I had two albums. I didn't, like, record them and release them, but I had two albums of songs just written from all of those emotions, and that was one of them that just kind of flew right out of me. <laughs> so when you write a song about somebody, do you tell them it's about them? Hmm. 
depends on the situation. Because if I write a song about somebody, I most likely don't speak to them anymore. Ah, yes. <laughs> but if I do, I have told someone once, because I don't know, it's my craft, it's my thing, if I'm really happy about the song and it's a good song. Like, I don't know, I sent it over to someone I was dating at the time. And it was like a frustration that I had. It was actually the first song that I played. And I sent it to them, I was like, I was up all night and I made this really cool song. And then afterwards he's like, is that how you feel? Like, basically, like, and I'm like, no, I'm sorry. Like, it's just, yeah, this is how I communicate. You know, this is how I get it out, you know? And he was a little uh, discouraged for a while. Because ah, yes. He didn't want me to really play it ever. He's like, please don't. And I'm like, well, nobody's going to know. Like, <laughs> I just like this song. But that's like the only time I think I've really told someone. Or he, I didn't even tell him. He just knew. <laughs> like, I didn't have to I say was, anything. I was just going to say, like, <laughs> can they usually guess? And I'm guessing yes. <laughs> yeah, no. The, like, the only person I think I've told, at least the way my mom tells the story, I was so young. I used to write songs about her when I was mad at her <laughs> when I was in middle school. And the way she tells the story is I would, like, go upstairs, write a song real quick, run down and be like, I wrote a song for you. And then I'd play it at her. <laughs> like, she seems to think it was cute. So that's helpful. <laughs> encouraging I guess. yeah talk about how songwriting works for you how do you typically write music and lyrics yeah i know a lot of people do it a certain way if it's just me as i think i said before it starts with a feeling but the order of things tends to vary but i feel like usually i hear like i start humming a melody that i can just like hear in my head and then i'll open the app and <laughs> sometimes the music will come first as well and then I will hum the melodies that I hear in my head over it and then the lyrics will come to fit into those melodies so it seems like that's usually the process when it's just me has that changed since you first started writing music when you were little has, um, has your has your style evolved yes yeah before I started co-writing with uh, people, I, I started co-writing with this guy from Nashville, not Nashville, Muscle Shoals, but we would write for like this guy on Music Row um, in Nashville. And that was the first time I really had such an organized write <laughs> where we'd take a lot of time on a song, like we would have meetings about it and look at the lyrics and really dissect and, and really calculate everything we were putting in there line by line. And that was very new for me because before I started doing that, my mentality was if I don't finish a song within 15 minutes, then I throw it away, <laughs> which I could have lost some good songs, but uh, whatever. Um, now I do like take more time if I need to and don't just like toss out a perfectly good song if I'm like, oh, I'm over the limit. Like it's been too long to throw that out. <laughs> Do you have any songs like that last song sounded like it came from a very personal place? Do you have songs that are too personal to share? I don't know. They're, they're, they are the songs that bear my soul, and that's what I want to do. I want to share, like, me. I want to share that part of me, even if it's like I don't have to say exactly who or what, but give the gist, and it'll still hopefully resonate with others and be able to help them. When is the song ready? When is it finished? When is it ready to be shared live or recorded? You see, <laughs> I'll use best thing that I ever did as an example, because that's how I want to approach things now. It's kind of like how I run my life and that this will tie in. <laughs> I, I am very big on the gut feeling because my gut is always correct. And I've been able to master separating my anxiety and my gut. So if something sits well in my stomach, that means that it's done. And at this point, it's something that I want to be proud of. I used to push the songs at like recovery level one and level two or level one, really. I pushed those songs out really quickly without taking the necessary time because I was excited about them. And I was like, yeah, but they weren't necessarily done. If anybody listens to them, they seem kind of raw because most of the vocals on there were first takes because my mentality used to be that's where the emotion is, though. But now I'm like, no, I want it to be really happy with it and not later listen back and be like, oh, I want to unrelease that. <laughs> like, I, It's, you know, it's, yeah, basically it's when I get to a point where I feel like I won't regret releasing it. <laughs> well, let's do more music. What are we listening to next? Let's do it. Um, I think we have 10 for two more. Two more. Oh, okay. Let's, let's do two more. So I want you to pick. 
I'm going to tell you song titles and you're going to pick for me. Okay. So we got Run Again, Lonely Eyes, Swimming in the Rough, and Tickled Pink. I kind of like Lonely Eyes. That sounds intriguing. Lonely Eyes. That is my country song. All right. (laughs) Or it's kind of country. It's... Let's go Nashville. I think I wrote it when I was in Nashville, actually, years ago, in like 2018. I was really feeling the vibe. Whenever you're ready, Allie Jason on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. Let's do it. You'd have a drink after a long day When you're feeling it, you sitting on the couch Wasting away How is your day, I asked, since you asked me to feel up your glass, which is funny. Don't you remember I'm an A? There's no bed to do your madness. Whoa, whoa. Guess I'm heavy, keep going back. Is you got them lonely eyes. Well, try to pull it back out of the tail. You know, sun kiss with the liquor stores, man. Cute as can be. You say just better than the old man. You'd always get mad anytime I was doing well now. Not for you but myself. And you come around to you happy for me. can choose me or it's you there's no bed to do your madness whoa, whoa. I guess I'll never keep going back is oh you got them lonely eyes there tried to pull it back out of the tip your sun kiss with a liquor store smell Very cool. Ellie Jason on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. We have to take our final break of the night. We have time for one more song. Does that work for you? That works for me. All right. We'll do that after this. 95.9 WATD. It's Almost Famous. And now, back to Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. Welcome back to the Almost Famous Tiny Stage, 95.9 WATD, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England, brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. I'm John Shea, being joined in studio tonight by Allie Jason. How you doing? Hello. Still doing fantastic. You How sound you great, doing? too. I'm doing great as well. <laughs> Share with us your website, the socials, all that good stuff. So, to spell my name, it's A-L-L-I-E-J-A-S-O-N, and the socials being website, AllieJasonMusic.com, my Instagram, which I am thoroughly active on, AllieJason underscore official. And then you can just search me on YouTube, which I forgot to say the other times, but I got a YouTube under my name. Facebook, I have a fan page where I put my events on. So if you wanted to come check out a show, feel free, swing on through. And I said before I have a Twitter, but I don't use it, but it's there. Excellent. (laughs) And you've got a single that dropped last year, at the end of last year. Yes. September of last year, best thing that I ever did. That one's been hitting the airwaves hard. (laughs) But check it out. Indie pop, lo-fi, chill wave. Fantastic. (laughs) I want to ask the question that you asked me not to ask you earlier, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Do it. Let's talk influences, but instead of national influences, who are you listening to locally? Locally. One of my favorite artists locally on the Cape is actually a friend of mine, and his artist name is Troubadour Davis. 
every single one of his songs just sends me somewhere, I swear. Um, his real name's James Davis, and he did announce recently that he's going to be going into other projects, I believe. Not necessarily just under the name Troubadour, but he has a lot of stuff out under Troubadour Davis, and wow, is it good. <laughs> have to check it out. Sounds you gotta, intriguing. You gotta. He's so good. This could be local or national, but what's a song you wish you had written? Ooh, I was asked this before, and I'm just going to go with the same answer because it's easier that way. Wait, no. Okay, there's a couple songs. Um, Flowers, I don't know. That, like, I, I vibe with that, so it would be cool if it was mine. But also the song called I Lost a Friend by Phineas. It's Billie Eilish's brother. Yes. Such a beautiful song. <laughs> I... Mm, but at the same time, I was asked that a couple winters ago, and I thought about it, and I was like, but if I wrote it, I wouldn't be able to enjoy it as much as I do. Like, it would be nice to perform it, but when I sometimes when I hear my own songs, I hear them, uh, since I produce them, I hear them as separate tracks. It's sometimes I have to be, like, really in a zone to, like, hear the song as a whole song, like how other people would listen to it. So, yeah, um, I guess those two would be cool. What's but. one song you wish was never written? Oh, one song of mine I wish was never or, written? Or no, no, of anybody. Oh, because I do have one of mine it's I wish I never too. did. <laughs> well, it's called Oxy Dream, and it's really weird. Uh, but I know that some people do dig it, so I don't unrelease it, because I feel like that would be unfair. <laughs> <laughs> but the song that I wish was never written, that's not mine. I don't know, because like, the way I see it, right, everybody has their own vibe, their own style, their own craft. And if they enjoy it, then I want them to enjoy it as much as they can. My belief is if you are aware that you are in front of a live or a wide range of an audience of a wide range of ages, you should be careful what you're saying and what you're putting out there, especially if your fans are of the younger crowd. The things that kind of frustrate me are the songs that are about partying, drinking, drugs, and um, disrespecting women. <laughs> Just that, that whole thing... But if that's their vibe, then please do it. But still be aware that young people are listening. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Music or non-music? <laughs> the first thing that popped in my head is when I was in high school and I started looking at colleges. <laughs> I don't know if this is the best advice to give, but it was the best advice for me. It was a musician friend of my mom's and... He said to me on the rooftop of a building in Boston, because I just checked out Berkeley, he was like, if this is really what you want to do and you want to be a solo artist, don't go to school. I've heard that from so many musicians. <gasps> I mean, I feel like it could save a lot of people. Like, I almost went to school out in, I think, Minnesota, but I didn't. I needed the life experience for my journey. I needed the, to just hop into life and, like, keep doing it and keep working on it just the way I was doing it rather than spending a bunch of money for somebody to tell me how to be an artist. It was more, I had to find my own artistry and I'm glad I did. Absolutely. I am too. <laughs> we have time for one more song before we wrap things up. What are we closing out the hour with? Uh, let's do it. I was thinking of tossing in tickled pink, you know? All right. It's, that, it's that was my, going to be my second choice. Earlier. Was it? Oh, great minds. <laughs> Thank you again for making this work. Get back to the Cape safely and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, I will. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. So, but I'll be tickled pink. 
put your ass high up Well, you knock my down And no one was around to hear the sound You called me back for fun The next day you were done My body's feeling numb So dumb Hold me 